Hi, I'm Shantae. Hi, I'm Charlene. And I'm Aisha. And you're you're listening listening to to Awadi Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey everyone, so today we're talking about sexual health and we're coming at, at a couple of angles. One being having a healthy sex life and another angle being making sure that you get your sexual health checked out. Awadi Fast Clart. What is what the fast clot? I hear you say. Well, it's going to be a fire round what of questions. What is what the fast clot? Really, <laughs> <Shelly? laughs> <clears throat> so what is what the fast clot? I hear you say. It's a don't you dare. It's a fire round of questions. Each episode, we're going to be having a fire round of questions based on the topic. So the person in the hot seat has to answer the questions as quick as they can, coming off the top of the dome, not giving it too much thought, not too much energy. No head. (laughs) Not too much head and just needs to show us where they're at with that. We want you guys to get involved wherever you are. So play with your friends, play with your family. I don't know if that's an appropriate topic to be saying play with, you know. (laughs) Join in, interact, engage from a distance. Um, and let's see what her answers are. Aisha is in the hot seat today. So Aisha, you know the topic, it's sexual health. It is a mix of healthy sex life and also sexual experiences. So I hope you're prepared for this. Please be as honest as you possibly can. Let's get this show on the road. Aisha, are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's go. Condom or bareback? Bareback. Sex on your period? Sometimes. Head with morning breath? Definitely. Sex on the first link? Never. Oral on the first link? No way. What's more intimate, head or sex? Oh, 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 oh. Come on, I'm going to have to push you. Thank you. Finger in the booty hole. Sometimes. Spit or swallow? Spit. Freezing with a man or a woman? Oh. Woman. Have you ever had an STI? Yes. Morning pill or an after portion? <laughs> or an after portion. <laughs> Morning after pill or an abortion? Morning after pill. Foreskin or circumcised? Oh, circumcised. Size or rhythm? Oh. Rhythm. Your ex or your new man? Definitely my new man. <laughs> Porn, yay or nay? Yay. Best position? Reverse cowgirl. Ooh. <laughs> Average time spent having sex? Oh, a week? A month? <laughs> oh, in duration. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't know about an hour, maybe. Whoa. Okay. The whole session. One in the stink. No. Eat an ass? No. Orgasm or fake it? Both. Uh, Tantric massage? What? (laughs) Guide him or let him think he's doing okay? Oh. Let him know he's okay. Mm. Well done, Aisha. Yay! So week to week, different topics come to us. We discuss what we're going to talk about in advance, not too far in advance. But the reason why this topic jumped out at us this week was because my friend, not to expose anyone or name any names, but my friend had told me a story and she basically just seemed to have a lot of sex in one month. I think she had sex with three different people in one month. And for me, that was like my whole discography of, of a lifetime. So it was intriguing to me how she managed it in one month. So I thought, hey, let's talk about sexual health this week. So okay. let's get into the depths of healthy sex life, sexual health, STIs, contraception, all that kind of stuff. Let's just go for it. 
So Aisha, you said when in a relationship you don't tend to use contraception. Did you mean just dick covering contraception <laughs> or did that cover things like pregnancy protection and that kind of stuff? So that I, I was talking about condoms, um, but obviously, which is like your barrier from STIs. Barriers against pregnancy are a little bit different. That's what I was thinking And I think that of. when you're with partners, your long-term contraception needs might have changed from when you was a little bit younger. Because mm-hmm. I know... What did you do when you were younger? So I was on the pill from when I was 14 because I had really heavy periods, mm-hmm. not knowing that it was, like, really what it was for. You know, you used to have it to stop your periods, make your periods, like, have a withdrawal bleed rather than... Rather than that actual period. I swear yeah. when we were like that age that's just what they did. It as was a rule. norm. It was Michael Gigan. Yeah. Yep. Everyone was, <laughs> that was Michael standard. Yeah. That did they even standard. have any other pills at that point? Probably not. But yeah, you just literally as a teenager got put on that as a, as a norm, didn't you? Yeah. So that's what you had as a period management method. When it comes to contraception methods, it's not the one for me because missing pills that's just a whole month of scary 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 like that's your that's about your ability to keep up with it yeah isn't it definitely. so you don't trust yourself enough to use that as definitely not a protection against pregnancy that's why i think something like the coil is good or some people have the implant and stuff but something like the coil because you don't need to remember to put it on when you're in that moment of passion or to take it once a day or whenever mm. how frequently um, the only thing I will say about the coils, so I was previously have I had I've had three coils. One went missing; they couldn't find it. I don't know what happened. Lucky pussy! <laughs> <laughs> Just went missing. I had to have like a body scan and everything; they couldn't find it. Another one fell out after doing the deed because obviously penetration was not probably too much. Wow! And then third one was fine until I got it removed. So, I mean, while they were in situ and weren't going missing, they were probably the best thing for me because I didn't want anything that had a hormone in it. And that's like one of the only forms of female contraception you can have that doesn't have a hormone. So Mm -hmm. I had the IUD, which is just like the copper coil. And that was good for me because I wanted to kind of regulate my periods without having the pills and Mm -hmm. the implant and the patch and that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, that that's works. what worked for me. How did you feel putting it in? Because I know that I had well, you have a to put it in coil yourself. fitted. No, in the, at the clinic, and I had a contraction, and I had to sit with my head between my legs, <laughs> um, and I felt like I was going to pass out. The nurse had to come and bring me water and everything because I felt so ill. Um, and so I vowed, and I also after I had it in, bled for thirty days straight, oh my <laughs> and so I had it removed. So how did you, what was your experience like putting it in? Because I know everyone's different, Everyone's really. different. It did hurt, but it, it, was, it was bearable. Like, the nurse was saying, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's like, I just kind of breathed through it. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe they did it differently to the way they did your one. <laughs> they stabbed mine in. <laughs> I'm telling you. No. But that um, was all right. And, like, the bleeding afterwards, I don't even remember bleeding for that long or really? anything significant. Sometimes I say that your bleeding needs to regulate, but I know that everyone's different because I've had probably every different form of contraception and it's worked in different ways. Even I had the implant um, a good few times and I've bled on it once and then not bled on it at all. So it's just how your body changes and what it, how it reacts to it at the time. Mm. Um, 
I don't have a favourite form of contraception. Does anyone else? Well, I've, I've tried... I've only really been on pills. I've never done anything else. And that was mainly because I didn't want the risk of the skin flare-up. So I've always suffered from acne. And they always said that they couldn't guarantee what it would do to my skin. Mm. So I only ever used to have the pill, which I stopped taking because I was bleeding after sex. Okay. And they said it could be connected to the pill. So then I ended up having to go and get... Um, I can't remember what the procedure's called. Basically where they burn your cervix and create a scab. So that it stops... It acts as a barrier and it stops you from bleeding after sex. Mm. So um, I had to have that procedure done. And I stopped taking the pill to see if it would work in regards to not bleeding. And it did. So it stopped it. Um, but everything else has... In my experience has only ever been a condom... Or the pill. So when, had. when you came off the pill, what form of contraception was you using? That's oh. when I was just like involved in risky business. I was using the pull-out method. Okay. That, I that mean, was going strong for well, a while. That is actually a form of... Con- <laughs> well, it's not a form of contraception. Well, no, it is noted. It is, it is noted. A pull-out... An olden but, day form of contraception. But it's like um, avoiding your ovulation days. Mm-hmm. It's natural family, family planning, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, there is an option as well. I it know. is, but it doesn't stop. Like, there's so many active semen in pre-cum. Yeah. So, like, it's within, an like, an ejaculation, there's millions of sperm, and there's active semen in pre-cum. So, even with pulling out, what might have really gone in could still be risky business. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, everyone, each to their own. Who wants the cast, like, oh, you're a pre-cum baby? Because I know that. <laughs> who's gonna make that claim yeah. <laughs> I was a pre-cum baby <laughs> my dad pulled out <laughs> yeah we'll never know I know I've tried a few of them as well I've had the injection depo injection that I was a total bitch for like a good year before I, I was like no no I wasn't I was fine I was fine and then looking back I realised I was proper psycho you devil moody. Yeah, I, I was just angry. I thought that was just you full stop. I know. Little did you <laughs> no, know. but it's it crazy, Charlene, crazy because things. on reflection, we did have this perception of who you were as a person. Yeah, and you being you moody or being bitchy was kind of a part of who we thought you were. And now, further down the line, it doesn't seem to be that at all. So maybe, excuse me, that was when you were on it. On it, yeah. Maybe. Maybe I that's mean, when you got your reputation. It's nice you lot used to call me a bitch behind my back. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I don't think we were ever shy about it. It was definitely an open yeah, You're a bitch. <laughs> you're a bitch. Um, yeah, but I did notice a difference in my moods. And I, that's why I think it's important to keep a diary, again, as a woman, whether it's a... Um, what did I call that thing? Ovulation. Ovulation or period, period tracker, tracker or something to... Just just to go through your mood. So I think even if you're on contraception, it's always a good idea to have something that you're aware of your moods and signs and how you are, whether you're bleeding, not bleeding. Because I know that when I had the implant, it was sporadic bleeding. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have that written down. So when you go back and they, you, they ask you, oh, when was the last time you bled? Yeah. You need to have a record of that. I do think it's important. Everyone should do that. It's very important. and But it's it's very important to really note down the pill and all of the insertion methods of contraception aren't going to stop you from getting STIs. So they're going to hopefully prevent you from getting pregnant if you don't want to get pregnant. But the risk of infection is still there. And that's why the condom is the only real 
method you, of... You guys mentioned one to me the other day and I had no idea what it was. A femi... Not a femidon, sorry. That's the female one. Condom, yeah, isn't fe- it? female, female condom. condom. No, it was the dental dam. Dental yes. Dam. The dental dam. So that's like a sheet of latex or non-latex, I'm assuming they must come in these days. Um, but literally like a kind of square or rectangle sheet that you would place on top of the genital area to lick instead of licking directly onto the skin. So now a lot of you kids like eating ass. <laughs> so it's the perfect way to eat ass. Because I'm sure there must be some um, STIs that you can catch through anal. Yes, yeah. they're eating ass. I mean, you can also catch a lot of other shit in your mouth, literally. (laughs) (laughs) So, a dental dam is a really good idea. I don't think that they're they're as widely, like, for for us getting... No, they're not as widely known or used. Like, I've said the words to a few people, like, at work and stuff, and they've got no idea what it is. But for me, it kind of comes back to condoms that that's going to kind of take away the pleasure a little bit, isn't it? Because you're going through this latex thing. I I know it's safety, definitely. But and I, my assumption is maybe you're in a relationship where infection or disease isn't a problem. Yeah. But then maybe there are people that are dealing with certain things that have to use those methods because yeah. they are together and they have got certain things and they're just protecting themselves within that moment. Yeah. So I get why you might not choose to, but I also understand why people might have to. Yeah. So it's good like, that they're there. The, um they ask you in the clinic to have you or your partner ever been paid for sex, paid for sex. Um, does anyone use any kind of needles, whether it's like, um, I don't know, diabetes, diabetes or steroids yeah. injections, anything like that. Yeah. All of these have risks which somehow relate to, to STIs, which you could catch, even if it's not your partner cheating on you or anything mm. like that. They're all things that could cause infection somewhere along the way. It's always important to think about. I mean, your man could be a download brother, you just don't know. He could be fucking left, right and centre out could, there. He could be fucking out, but... With a man. With, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? More, like, a lot of females are getting, like, HIV and stuff because... I mean, them. let's not generalise, Aisha. Let's not generalise that HIV is just a homosexual. No, I wasn't generalising. But you said a lot of females. No, but I'm just saying, a lot of people might not know why that females. might... Do you yeah. know that the statistics in London now... I mean, I don't have them to hand at the moment, but the statistics in London for all these kind of things, like HIV is getting rife. There are hella people in London with HIV, young people. Wow, really? Yeah. You just don't know. You just don't know. There's, like, all the statistics about HIV, syphilis. They thought the syphilis was something that died out a long time ago. It's making a big comeback. Gon- mm. Gonorrhea is making a huge co- like comeback, you know, like they're doing the Spice Girls tour. <laughs> but... um. There are all these things that I think that we should be more aware of, like things like, um, I'll give away one of my questions, which is, do you know what Tritch is? A what? Tritch. No, I've got no idea what Tritch is. Is it a longer word? Yeah. Is it like tricker? Trichomoniasis. Is it something that women get? Yeah, but it's also something that men get, but women more have more symptoms than what men do. Okay. So you can live with it and with no symptoms at all. It's actually a parasite. 
So it is like, if you look at it under a microscope, it's a little wormy thing that lives inside you. And when you say lives inside you, inside you, not necessarily in your vagina, but just inside the body? Inside your vagina. Oh, it does live inside, inside your vagina. Inside your vagina. I'm not sure how far it travels into the body and stuff like that, but it's something that's like a sexually transmitted disease. Um, and it sometimes, if you do have symptoms, it gives you a foul-smelling discharge. I think the craziest thing about STIs are a lot of them carry the same symptoms. Yeah. So you could cast it off as... As something else. And it's something that if you... What I found out about this particular thing is that a lot of people, it, it presents as being like a BV-type symptom. Mm. So people go back, get repeated BV all the time, all the time, and they, they don't, they're never getting tested for it at the clinic until you actually maybe ask, ask to be tested for it. But it also can raise your risk of getting HIV. Wow. And only 30% of all cases have symptoms. Men rarely have symptoms, but untreated, you can have it for years. Really? See, this Absolute is what annoys years. me, because you go to the clinic... And I've even been to the clinic before, and the woman spoke to me and sent me on my way. Mm. And I was like, um, where's my checkup? Yeah. Like, so I went back round to the reception, I said, look, she's spoken to me, she hasn't offered me a checkup. that's why I'm here. Mm. I went back through, and she was like, well, what exactly do you want? You said you've been with your partner for two years. That was her reason for not giving me a checkup. Yeah, but she don't know what your man's doing. Exactly. But she don't know what you're doing. Did you ask me, am I cheating on my man? Do you know what I mean? Like, she was like, well, she did ask the question. But again, that was only from my perspective. So like you said, Aisha, she doesn't know what my man's doing. Mm. And if I've come out of my way to book an appointment or be present at the clinic... Clearly, there's a concern, or I want to get some things checked out or yeah, confirmed. Yeah, so what's wrong with just getting a regular checkup? I go to the dentist all the time knowing there's nothing wrong with my teeth. Exactly, because that's a part of maintaining your sexual health yeah. or your oral health. But my point was you go to the clinic and you almost have to self diagnose or self assess to offer them a suggestion of what you may think you've got. Mm, so if you've yeah. never heard of this trick before, you're telling them you've got BV, they're looking, they're saying you've got BV. Yeah. Why would they screen further than the what they would usually do? The, the yeah. trick is, and I know the trick. <laughs> the trick is. The trick is around most sexual health clinics is say on the form when you walk in, you've got symptoms. Yeah, Otherwise, they will give you a test for you to do yourself in the toilet, which tests for chlamydia. Chlamydia. Is it? Sorry, I should have asked you in your knowledge. I know. Why is nobody <laughs> asking me anything? I do know stuff. I just get incredible. You're just out here having sex. You're out here having sex and no condoms and not caring about for a month. As a sexual health um, guru. guru, and me as a you know self-proclaimed gynecologist. Yes. Obviously, we have this knowledge yes. that we think that I clearly don't have. have. So when they send you in the toilets on your way to test for just, um, uh, I think it's about three or four, Aisha, I'm looking at you now, three or four. For the shit that I don't fucking know. (laughs) Yeah, for the shit you don't know. (laughs) I think it's three or four STIs. STI or STD? This is a good question. STI. STIs. um, That are not just on your wide range. Because when I know, I know if I'm going to the clinic, it's because I've got thrush, BV. And that's the expectation like, that you've got one of those. Yeah, yeah. So if you're thinking you've got BV and you've got trick, yeah. there's going to be nothing to suggest Why can't otherwise. I be test for it? Yeah. And I feel like... Oh, sorry, something else I didn't mention is when she sent me out without yeah. doing a checkup, when I came back into the room, she said, 
you know, because the NHS has to pay for these. So yeah. what? That, that was her point. Like, so I'm not what? a working citizen. Like, I don't pay my taxes. Like, I'm not a contribution People to that like service. People like that shouldn't be in a sex, sexual health service. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. She's and obviously bored what? of her job, done it too long, and doesn't care on the level that she should. Mm. The terrible thing is, I think it comes back to all of the NHS. Depending on what area you are in, depends on what service you get. So, mm, yeah. I went to a clinic near where I live, surprising me in London, because usually London, the services are not supposed to be as good. And they were fantastic. There wasn't a huge queue. You know, she saw me straight away, heard about my fears, tested me there and then. Like, and it was fantastic. Mm. So it's really annoying to hear that different people have different experiences mm-hmm. because that will turn people off of going to get a check. Definitely. And imagine younger people yeah. who were already daunted by the fact that they have to go to a place where they're probably going to see loads of people they know mm. who are going to judge them for being there because the assumption is that they do have an infection yeah. and then you get sent out. If I was a younger person with no confidence, I would have walked out and said, no, I'm fine. I went to the clinic. She said, I'm fine. Mm. Wouldn't have got tested. And it is hard because as a woman, not only do you challenge or get faced with the challenges of sexually transmitted infections, Mm. but you've got your own type of womanly infections like thrush, like BV, things that carry symptoms that aren't necessarily because you've been given it from your partner. Yeah. Mm. So, and you need to understand that and you need to understand your body. And like we're saying, a lot of the infections, regardless of whether they're sexually transmitted or just self-gained, can be the same symptoms. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I think is crazy as well? Some people don't even go and get checked up. She says she's never been to the clinic before. I find that so hard to believe. It's insane. I mean, she's been with Roughly how old is she? She's like 40. She turned 40. (gasps) Yeah. Never been to the clinic before. Right? And she's been with her partner, gosh, God knows how long. But it's like, how? How have you not been to the clinic? Even in a, a healthy relationship, the suggestion is that you get tested every six months. Yeah, because really? you, just, yeah. you just don't know, do you? And it, like Tay said, it could be like your own personal health that mm. you need to check out. It could be something that, you know, they all do all those different things. <laughs> is tests. my vagina working? Well, <laughs> they have a look, don't they? Yeah, they, they do. lymph nodes down there. They literally kind of press on the outside, yeah. have a look, you know. And that's what you need, especially to have confidence in a service that people don't regularly use. Mm. You need someone who's going to take your sexual health seriously. Yeah, of course. I remember I went to the clinic for what I thought was fresh, um, only to find out that it was chlamydia. So they... Are the <laughs> Awkward? <laughs> no, no, oh, I mean, didn't even have a question. I just I mean, started talking. Like, oh, shit, shit just got beat. Silence. Got real. Like anyone do the awkward turtle? If anyone knows the awkward turtle, and hide behind your awkward turtle. Tell us a bit about it. Okay. Give us some background. What the thrush or the whole thing? Okay, so I was um, this was in my first ever relationship, and knowing very limited amount of information, we didn't go and get checked. I was a virgin before being in this relationship. And didn't go get checked, didn't suggest he went and got checked, didn't really know much about sexual health. So when I had symptoms of, I had itching, and I was like, bloody hell, I'm really itching. I told my friend, she said, oh, you just need to go and get this cream, you'll be fine. Got the cream, didn't change anything. So I thought, you know what, let's just go to the clinic, better to be safe than sorry. Mm. Um, And the results were that I had chlamydia. Did you go with your partner when you say we, or was it with No, I went with my friend 
who walked out there happy slapped because everything was cool. And I did too, because at the time they don't, they didn't give you the results straight away. And I think two weeks later I was contacted to come into the clinic because I needed treatment. And I was like, what? And we were on the verge of breaking up. When I say on the verge, I mean after that point, because mm. I was like, well, you've cheated. Yeah. You've clearly cheated and I can't accept this and you've given me an STI. But the fact came down to, we didn't get tested before we got in the relationship. He could have brought it into the relationship mm. and I would have been none the wiser. So mm. that's what put me on to future scenarios of making sure, okay, if you're going to have unprotected sex, you need to make sure you're getting tested because you yeah, need to know what you're getting involved yeah. in. So it was treated with a course of antibiotics and you couldn't have sex for like a week and then it died down. But I'm grateful for the fact that it was that and it wasn't something that couldn't be, that wasn't just a red, yeah, wasn't treatable. Yeah, like but, um, HIV or something. Yeah, But exactly. can I just say, in terms of testing beforehand when you first get into a relationship, mm-hmm. when it comes to testing for HIV, they do recommend that you come in three months later, so you get yeah. tested, yeah, and then bloodstream. you go back and have them tested three months later. So in that time that you go in with your partner... It could happen all over again. You could. You still have to have condom sex for the first three months well, anyway. it depends on when they last had sex, though. Do you know what, what I mean? Because if they've had sex, like the last time they had sex, unlikely, but three months ago, then oh, okay, they I could see, get yeah. tested at that time yeah. as well. Do you know what I mean? I understand. It all depends. I, on, just thought, I never thought about that until now. There's a lot to consider when you're trying to keep yourself safe and healthy when it comes to sex. And honesty only goes as far as someone's willingness to be honest. Yeah, of so I might not want to be honest with you about certain things or you might not want to be honest with me, but that puts the other person at risk or in a line of fire where it's so serious mm. that you need to try and be as honest as you can mm. and go to the clinic together, go separately, but make sure the results, any slight itch or any... I'm like, no, I need to go clinic. I need to go clinic. <laughs> And you start learning your body because you start recognising, okay, cool, no, I've got fresh this time. Okay, no, I've got BV this time. Okay, I'm fine. But you do go into panic mode. And the mix of having a mental breakdown because you don't know where your boyfriend went last night and now you're itching. That could do some serious damage to you. So, like, you have to really, like, keep your sexual health at the forefront of your thinking. You're not always going to want to use a condom. Mm. But at the same time, you're not always going to want to feel like you're at risk of getting something getting mm. something so do you think now that you're 30 both of you like that your attitude to it has changed completely i think i could have totally put myself in certain predicaments um sexually that would have been unprotected that would have maybe led to stis that i wouldn't think of doing now mm. i think my reproductive organs now are not more important but they're more important to me because of my awareness of them yeah that i wouldn't want to put myself at risk of not being able to have children mm. or having yeah like diseases. chlamydia untreated and stuff yeah. like that i feel like you think for me you think about that more when you get older because of the whole wanting to have children thing because obviously a lot of these strs can give you complications mm. for having pregnancy yeah. yeah so for me it is more important now than it probably ever was. So if you think about girls that are like 16, 17 or early 20s, they're not necessarily thinking about having kids. No. Mm. So and I think a lot of it, when you're that age, is if you know that it's treatable, it's just popping a couple of pills and mm. letting the nurse tell the partner that, you know, oh, can you message my partner and let them know or the people that I've had sex with. It's the 
you, you've got to inform the people that you've had sex with yeah. as well of what's been happening. So I think that that's something that it definitely comes with age and maturity, being able to say, look, okay, I know who I've slept with. I've got to tell you, you've got to go and get a checkup and, you know, kind of things like that that you wouldn't think about when you were younger. Yeah, yeah or would definitely carry a bigger burden or a bigger reputation blast. Yeah, definitely. Not so, to say that you wouldn't judge people now, but... So I saw some stats, NHS England um, or NHS Digital do like um, uh, a review each year of how many people go and get checked out and stuff like that. So for 2016-17, they said that there was um, a 7% decrease on the amount of people going to get checked out. Um, and that was a 20%, 26% sorry, decrease on, from 2006 to 2007. So there's a real clear decline in people going and getting checked out. But then I do wonder if, like I said, you know, you can get the home kit sent mm-hmm. to your house and stuff like that. Maybe it is because, I mean, do you reckon that would be classed in it? Or? Not necessarily. Because going to get checked out is different to... I don't know, checking out a home. I know there's things that you can buy over the counter as well that I'm hoping that that's why that's the decline in people visiting clinics and stuff like that. But surely those statistics still get contributed because they'd have to be tested and results. Oh, yeah, by a lab. Yeah. That's true, actually. So it must be a general... Why are people going and getting tested? I don't know whether it's like what you said. A lot of people, a lot of females might have gone before when they had BV or thrush, but now you can buy in boots, you can go and buy the self-test mm. kit, can't you? So maybe that might have a, mm. a bearing Know the on pH it. of your vagina. <laughs> yeah, all of those things. Um, apparently, 18 to 19-year-old females are the most likely group of people to go to the clinic. So possibly girls that are just starting to have sex or having sexual partners. I don't know whether that's because they're asking for contraception like the pill and stuff yeah. like that it could mm-hmm. be that or maybe going out more yeah. getting into one night stands exactly. doing activities that they didn't necessarily foresee maybe that could be a possibility I think people should check themselves out more um, and maybe if everyone has a diary they can write down when you they you and your flipping diary you start selling these diaries just yeah. like the last show when you're going to do the contract <laughs> yeah. every time you're contract last things. time diary this time I just like writing stuff down let me tell you she's with it um, can I also say just as I said before about knowing the pH of your vagina mm. hygiene yeah. yes so important so we touched a lot on thrush and BV and knowing Maybe the difference, or as a woman, knowing that these things happen and they're common and so common, um, and the reasons behind it. One of the things that, um, the questions that I wanted to ask is how do you clean your vagina? Well, I can tell you it's definitely changed. I was going to say, well, I don't clean my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> it's actually self cleansing. And no, um, it's changed. When I was younger, I would slap anything on a flannel and scrub it oh up down there. Oh my gosh, Dove, anything. Dove, Bath Nivea. All yeah, of all of it. Yeah. It all used to go in. It all used to go in. And I used to do... Inside? Or? I, I used to oh, think, wow. like, you know when you get the shower and you can suction your vagina? Oh my yeah. God. So, like, I used, I used to, to douche. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. No, I, 
I said that, Aisha. <laughs> Did you say do this? Yeah. Did you? I didn't yeah. hear that. That's where it started. Okay. No, but Aisha's got this bad habit. Do you remember? She always <laughs> yeah. come up with this great suggestion 10 minutes later after you'd already said it. Yeah, but I didn't hear you. You never do. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I used to douche with the shower head because I thought, oh, check me out. Being all super clean. Look at me washing the inside of my <laughs> Look vagina. Look at me washing my internal organs. So I used to do that as well as use scented soaps and all these kind of things. And for a long time, it didn't have any impact on me. And then as I grew older and they said, oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't use that. You shouldn't be doing... I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I think there was a time, unfortunately to say, I was getting fresh on repeat. So then I started thinking a little bit more about my what I was wearing, mm. what I was washing with, that kind of stuff. And I actually had to take a pill, an oral pill. I don't know if it was for like a few days up to a week to clear it from my throat downwards mm. um, because it's a yeast infection. And they basically, after doing a mini assessment on me, discovered that I probably had fresh, not only from the vagina, but from what I was eating. Yeah, I was eating yeah. quite a lot of bread, a lot of pizza, a lot of sweet stuff. And they were like, no, you need to take the pill to clear it from there down. So I think that's when I became more conscious of what I should be doing. And it changed from the scented stuff to scent free mm. to ph balanced to the you know the femme freshes and all that kind of stuff yeah but for a long time i didn't know what femme fresh was mm. yeah. because i used to just think well surely that's for people that have got something wrong <laughs> no i'm a fan of aqueous cream same love it for the that's the stuff that my, doesn't foam right my vagina likes it but it doesn't foam, does well, it? It's just like it's a cream. It's, a, it's, a cream, it's, an it's, it's yeah. a cleansing agent. Yeah. So, but I always struggle with anything that doesn't foam. It's a, it is a, a emollient. Emollient. Yeah, emollient. Emo- emo- I looked at Aisha then, not you, Tay. <laughs> Sorry, and I jumped in with the answer. Yeah. Sorry, Aisha, come through. Oh my gosh, these bitches today. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> trusts your ass. Yeah, I agree with the whole aqueous cream. Mm. Definitely. I'm, I'm the same as you, well, Tay, that... I suffer really badly with recurrent thrush and I think it's partly Slurp. to do with my diet mm-hmm. and in my own mind it's not been scientifically proven but I feel for me it's kind of linked to my polycystic ovaries and how it digests the glucose and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. because if I eat a certain type of food or I go on a certain type of diet I'm I'm messed up in a thrush point of view and the doctor puts me on like six months um, prescription of thrush tablets mm-hmm. just to try and get my body wow. And it can be anything from the type of food I'm eating. And then if I get into a cycle of eating bad food, then any time that I have sex, the semen will give me thrush every time. Flipping like it's, it's a horrible cycle. So for me, it's like I want to have sex, but I'm like in my mind knowing I'm going to have thrush tomorrow. Because yeah. I have that same balance. issue with periods as well. After really? Period, yeah. What, so it I causes thrush after period. period? Yeah, so if I use tampons sometimes, like... It just fucks up my internal inside. Really? I do you think, what the fuck is in tampons, though? Surely, but like, it's a foreign body, isn't it? It's a foreign body inside of you. Like, I'm sure it's got chemicals on it. It's yeah. not 100%, it is it? It can't be 100% not... cotton. Yeah, so I, I do find the same problem, like, fresh and BV. And Joe, um, the people in the clinic told me that um, as a black woman of a certain age, you're more likely to get BV. And she's the only person to ever to- oh, really? tell me that. And I... Like, I believe her, because Mm. why wouldn't I? She's a medical professional, but... Was she black herself? She's an Asian lady. Okay. And she said that it's just more more common. Right. Not for any reason in particular. She didn't delve into it, but 
think that's always something to be aware of. And they've got those little um, squeezy BV things that you squirt into your vagina to sort out your pH balance and this, like that, and the things. other. I don't like them, so you strip down your leg after you Do you take that rubbish. because you've got BV, BV or to avoid it? Um, I think that for you can use it as a treatment um, and for a few days afterwards as a kind of balancing yourself out. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. about pH, so I think it takes a while for your pH balance to return back so, to normal, okay, basically. It made me laugh because um, a boy had posted um, on Instagram something about girls that use things like FemFresh and that, and comments from the younger girls were just hilarious because they were like... I don't need to use them things, blah, blah, blah. Like, just going off on one as if to say that FemFresh was a product for problematic... Stink vagina. Yeah, for stink <laughs> vagina. I just sat there and laughed because I was like, okay, you carry on using you your You wait soaps. and see. Yeah. In a couple of years, babe, when that shit licks you down, you'll be reaching for that FemFresh. Yeah, you And But the thing is, people's perception is, and, and previously was mine that it was for something if there was a problem. Mm. I didn't realise it was just a flipping cleanser. Yeah. yeah. It's just a cleanser that doesn't have any scent or any or hardly any ingredients in it, so it's, like, a lot safer. Does that work for you? Because I, I feel like even that has stuff in it that would mess up the... I system. mean, personally, I don't, I don't use... I think FemFresh is a specific brand or a specific make. Yeah. So I don't, I don't actually use that, but I use pH-balanced cleansers. Mm. So, I use them on my skin anyway. I'm a big, big fan of like Sanex. Those kind and, of things, yeah. yeah. And, if and I'll use them like... to wash my face if I've run out of face, face, <laughs> face yeah. wash. I'm a very like simple, kind of literally simple. <laughs> I'm simple. Simple, Sanex, all of those kind of things that have a low pH balance and, you know, nice to your skin. Because really it's a different kind of skin down there. Mm. It's really soft. Why did your voice change this? Trying to like go along with the delicacy. Yeah, delicacy of my vagina. No, but it makes sense. Um, so staying on the subject of hygiene, how often do you wash down there? And I know like everyone's different when it comes to this, and I'm not saying there's any right or wrong answer, but like I'm just addicted to washing. Like I've got bad issues. You've got OCD. I've got bad issues. It's not. Let me not sound like I'm addicted, like, oh, yeah, I'll do this and I'll wash and I'll do this and I'll wash. Like, I like to wash around minimum twice a day, Mm -hmm. but I've got a bad habit. If I get changed, then I'll have to wash every time I get, every time I change my clothes. Mm -hmm. So that could be, I've got up in the morning to leave the house quickly to do something, but I'll have a shower and just, even if I've not done my hair and makeup, then I'll come back and get ready properly for the day. So I'll get washed again and then change again and that is time. so long I ain't got time and then like so long. You she's know, got a thing about holiday. outside inside mm. yeah if I've been outside I feel she's like a little I bit OCD to... and don't get me wrong because it don't like play on my mind it's not like oh my gosh I've been outside it's just, it's maybe just a habit yeah and my mum just thinks it's ridiculous she, she used to like moan at me all the time but yeah I used to have bad habits with that and that could have contributed when I was having fresh so I did slow that down a lot so like I think now more yeah, but it's hard. Time, it's like twice a day but I do have like if I've gone to a toilet I don't have a bidet but Happy I would day. I like to wash if I've oh, gone you mean to a toilet two. yeah like if I've pooped then what I'm... you go shit that's mad <laughs> that's mad <laughs> it's only happened a couple of times yeah but when it has <laughs> 
I've got in the shower after, and that's just for a sense of cleanness. So what what would you say is the? Would you know what okay, I think is even worse? By the way, is like when you have something like fresh. And you're not supposed to clean. That is the only time that's that you want to fucking clean your vagina five times so a day. Much. Yeah. I just want to like put, put cream on, leave it for an hour, wash it. Put some more cream on, <laughs> leave it for an hour, wash it. Like yeah. I literally could do that all day, every day if you've got fresh. Because your vagina just itches. What's the temperature of your water? Oh, I don't have hot water. I'm not one of these people, these devil burning women oh, that see, get in. I, whenever I get in the shower, I always turn the temperature up because my boyfriend always has it. We See, I'm the other way around. I turn it up and it really bothers me and he turns it down. And you know you're not supposed to really have hot water down really? there like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. I can't. My mum must have bathed me in like lukewarm water when I was a baby or something because I'm telling you, like someone actually said that to me the other day that my mum didn't bath me in hot water. That's why I just said that just now. <laughs> I just realised. Um, but I always turn the water down because I don't like it too hot. Really? So I don't wash my vagina and it would make sense water. because it's obviously the ph as well isn't it so yeah definitely. when you're turning up the heat it's changing the ph balance oh i love a little hot wash oh so do i but it's just not good for you yeah so remember avoid douching avoid hot water too much down there avoid over cleaning because this vagina is self-cleansing so I've, I mean, yeah, I never get this. Yeah, but from the inside out, right? I, know, I, I never get this. I don't I, I listen understand. to the science, but I'm like, I don't get how it cleans itself. Because like you said, there's the inti- internal aspect of it, but there's also the external aspect the of it. Outside, so the skin yeah. on the, it's like, how? See, I, I would tend to have a shower in the morning because it wakes me up, freshens up and everything. And then if I go gym in the evening, I'll have a shower in the evening. But if mm. I haven't gone gym, I won't bother having another shower. I yeah. wash the once when I get up in the morning. That's mm. what I tend to do. Yeah. And some days I don't use the aqueous cream. Sometimes I just use water. Yeah. But other days I will use the aqueous cream. It just depends. Mm. I want to try this aqueous cream. Sounds it's weird, but it, 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 you have to get used to washing with something that doesn't lava because I know what you mean. Like, even mm. when it comes to my hair, I can't use co wash because oh. that, that, that's I've mad. I've been using co wash recently. I'm like, is anything happening? Yeah, is it clean yet? There's a few <laughs> co washes that actually um, lava, but I, I need latheration to feel like I'm cleaning, cleaning something. Yeah. But when it comes to my <laughs> vagina, my, me, my vagina's aware that it's okay, it's being cleaned. <laughs> Do we use the same thing for our anus? Yeah, yes. I do. Good. I do because when I, I get fresh, my sure. bum can itch as well. Really? I don't know about you guys, but if I get fresh, yeah, well, that's because the acidity that. of the juices that are coming out are going towards your bum hole. Because that's always what I think. You know, you get the discharge when you have fresh, mm-hmm. and that's what makes your skin sensitive, in my mind. Oh, oh, I was. About... I just don't talk to. It. See, I... this is why she said in her mind. <laughs> I'm looking for facts, and she's telling me in her but mind. But no, but it's just it's just logical to me. So let's talk about it. So it's the yeast infection, and it it grows. And it in like humid places mm. and hot places, your asshole's hot. So really, it's not going to take a lot for it to travel. There's not, but what, an inch between your, I don't know. Yeah. I've never measured about that between your vagina and your asshole. Mm. So really, it's not got to travel very far in terms of a humid place or a humid area. Think about the places that you can get fresh. Get fresh on the inside of your elbow. Yeah, get, get fresh in your, in your mouth. You get fresh like anywhere that's moist and hot, and like a little bit sweaty. Is yeah. somewhere that you can get fresh. So being Makes in your sense. asshole is just it's norm. It's just yeah, it's norm. It's just the norm. Um, have we covered everything when it t- comes to hygiene? Does I anybody want to? So. 
Short period hygiene, or is that too much? Too soon? Too soon? No, that's fine. Wouldn't it be similar to... To the norm? Similar to... I, I mean, maybe my norm. <laughs> it would be similar to my Your norm. Your norm is change tampax, have a shower. Change tampax, have a shower. I've tried to stop using tampax as much, though. Really? Yeah. 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 Because I want a moon cup. See, I can't imagine See, how I've, that would work. I used to use a moon cup. Did you? Yeah. Talk to me about this. Because... Because my period was so heavy, I was going through tampons like anybody's business, so I thought like the moon cup would be good. But then because my flow was so heavy, it was just crazy emptying it all the time, and the cup would be completely full. How big is the cup? It's probably like four inches. Okay. And, it, and you push it up there? So you fold it in on itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know like when you fold your lip in with your hand... When you put your you make a little bum with your lip. Yeah, put make a little bum with your lip. You do the same thing with the moon cup. Then you then insert it in as far as you can, and then let it pop open, mm-hmm. and then it suctions in place. Okay. And then it stays in place, and then, and then you have. To, does it have a string to pull it out? It has like a little plastic string at the bottom which you pull out. Is it uncomfortable? No, you can't really feel it. It's not because because it only opens up to the size of your vagina. So I hear no. that they have different sizes. They pre- do birth and, and after after birth your vagina will be smaller or bigger isn't it so yeah but the only thing is when i was really heavy it would leak okay yeah so you have to change it regularly and you but get a new cup every time no no, no you just clean, cup. clean your own cup that you've got and then put it back in so fold it back in and then but yeah. it is quite good if your if your flow's not really <laughs> hold heavy. on can i just ask a question because go on you can leave it in all day so you know like with a tampax you're not you supposed have to, to take it, it out so yeah, it takes it such, with yeah. the moon cup it's just that plastic and it's like supposed to be much better for, you, for your vagina mm-hmm. it doesn't leave fibres behind it's, it's not disposable you just wash it and reinsert it so you can have it in all day and all night mm-hmm. if your flow is nothing yeah. and then change it so what if you're in a public bathroom oh it's a nightmare because <laughs> the sink is outside outside so you have to walk with your moon cup. This woman's actually is putting on her <laughs> lipstick and that. Never like, mind me. I'm, I'm still in that toilet. <laughs> <laughs> right. But in instances like that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't wash it. You would just put it back in because it's coming from your vagina, isn't it? But okay. if you're at home... Oh, imagine dropping up. it on the floor of the toilet. Oh, and oh my God. Oh, fucking... <laughs> you have to go so to the back variations. of the <laughs> go back to the back of Q. I'll just use this used toilet. Go on. Oh There's so God. many variations. You'd, drop you'd, it on the toilet. You'd have to walk with, floor. A, with a tampax, wouldn't you? Just in case. You have but to. It is, it is really good. Really good. Oh, we'll give it a go in our um, older age. <laughs> in our old age, I think there's something that, again, comes with... Um, Experience. experience experience we've tried it all That's experience time and ex- and experience and a reason to need to try other things yeah. so learning the knowledge that you gain you know like tampax might be dangerous or stuff like that so the knowledge you gain might cause you to use other things so that just about concludes our um episode for today we talked about what is sex what does a healthy sex life look like contraception and our personal journeys through contraception stis how we clean our vaginas <laughs> <laughs> clinic checkups um and if everyone could get a diary and write down how you feel your moods um your ovulation dates um 
And maybe next time... You sound like you're trying to get in people's personal... (laughs) If you could just let me know. If you could send them to me, I'd be, like, very intrigued. (laughs) That'd be great. I can start my journey into being a gynecologist. Um, But, yeah, keep a check up on yourselves. And I think next time we need to get a male's perspective... Definitely. ...on dick cheese. (laughs) 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 Please join us for our next episode. Of Waddy Podclots. <laughs>